Greetings from the Pumpkin Patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster? None other than... You think it's a dog? No, that's not it. Oh, sh- What is it? It's a sheepdog or something. Getting warmer. Sounds far away. Not far enough. Come on. Warmer. Jack. You guessed it. (laughs) The werewolf. found out about your show through Nightmare Season 5, and I have to say, I just absolutely love the show. You guys have such great chemistry, and oh my god, I'm obsessed with Halloween and monsters. I really want you to talk about werewolves. I hope you do it on like one of your Monster Mondays coming up. I, I just love your show, and I can't wait to actually buy your book. Thank you very much, guys. I love you. Those were a few slashes and shreds from the opening werewolf attack at the beginning of 1981's An American Werewolf in London, followed by a call from one of our listeners. So thanks, Jackie, for the call. And for that call, and a rather nice conversation that Tom and I had with her a little later, We're sending Jackie a copy of our book, Transylvania Traveler, which is available at jackalanternpress.com. But per Jackie's suggestion, here's that episode on werewolves. But I don't know, Tom, did you want to talk a little bit about Jackie's call? Yeah, no, I think it was neat that uh, we ended up getting a call from somebody and uh, them putting in uh, a request. Now, we we kind of already did an an episode on... I'd say more like lycanthropes, uh, and then just a little bit more of the history behind the werewolf, but we never really got into the powers and abilities, so that's why I want to address what Jackie uh, uh, wants us to do by getting into that, uh, and then obviously the other stuff we do on Monster Mondays. Yeah, so, the, the previous... Yeah. The previous episode, which uh, if you have not heard it, it was episode four called Greetings from Werewolf Town, and it was from May 24th, 2019. We we talk more about our favorite werewolf content, and there's some uh, like origins type stuff in there, but not really a history, but it's definitely, you know, if you if you haven't heard it, definitely go back and check it out. Um, Jack, we we told Jackie that she should check it out, but I guess she had already heard it. Um, she said she listened to it like twice. So, um, yeah. Well, there was even I referenced a lot of the material from the Dungeons and Dragons manual uh, because they had like the where the where bear or the bear or no, it was the where bear, and then there was like a whole bunch, a bunch of other of where stuff. stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so I, we referenced a lot of that. Uh, well, at least I referenced a lot of that from the, the, uh, Dungeons and Dragons monster manual this time around. I'm actually not going to, uh, reference any of that. So 
Um, if you want to hear more of that, just go back to that episode. Yeah, I I did listen to it again, so in in hopes that you know I'm gonna try not to you know mention stuff that we already mentioned in that episode. But anyway, per Jackie's suggestion, here is uh, the episode on werewolves. Um, now I wanted to talk a little bit about what a werewolf is in case if people didn't know by chance what a werewolf is. I'm assuming you do, but if you don't. I'm going to uh, to read from 2009's The Werewolf's Guide to Life, a manual for the newly bitten by Rich Duncan and Bob Powers. And there's a section in here right at the very beginning of the book called What is Lycanthropy? Lycanthropy is a biological condition wherein you undergo a cyclical physical transformation, experiencing sudden and drastic growth in all parts of your body until you appear to have been turned into a creature that is half human, half wolf. Those who have this condition are called lycanthropes or werewolves. When you undergo this change, you experience rapid hair growth, your teeth turn into large fangs, and your fingernails grow into long, sharp claws, and your body increases in height, girth, and strength, with longer limbs, a more pronounced brow, and in some cases, an extended snout. During the transformation, your mental state experiences a rapid deterioration, eroding all of your higher faculties until your mind is that of a bloodthirsty predator. You will become hungry for flesh and will maul and feed on animals or humans given the chance. In your wild state, you are extremely dangerous and hard to control. You remain in your wild state for approximately eight hours before you transform back to your normal or dormant state. So, that's the description in this book. It's a, it's a cool book, uh, and I do believe we mentioned it in our previous podcast, but uh, it is one that you should definitely check out if you're into werewolves. Uh, so, Jackie, yeah, check that one out. That's funny that you bring that up because I brought that book. It's, it's literally sitting right here with me in case I have to reference something. Because <laughs> yeah. it, is, it is a really good guide. Uh, for anything werewolf related, uh, these yeah, guys it did really a really good it, job. These guys really uh, dug in deep. Isn't uh, there? There's also a group, I think, that you could go on, and they're hardcore. Uh, I forget what it is. I think you went, you and I were talking about it one time, where people, you know, if you get on there and you start saying different things about werewolves, you got some hardcore people that come on and. Well, and these like, guys. No. The Rich Duncan and Bob Powers, I think I had mentioned something, and they were like, they took whatever I said super serious, and were like, no, this was, this is what happens with that type of werewolf, and like, they had it all, they have the whole thing down, it's, yeah, it, this book takes it very seriously, and it's, it makes it all the more fun, for sure. Yeah. But okay, cool, let's dig in. So... I went to uh, the History Channel to uh, to get some information to see if I could find like some of the earliest werewolf legends. So on their history.com website, that's History Channel's website, it says, It's unclear exactly when and where the werewolf legend originated. Some scholars believe the werewolf made its debut in 
the epic of Gilgamesh, the oldest known Western prose, when a king named Gilgamesh rejected a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf. Werewolves made another early appearance in Greek mythology with the legend of Lycaon. According to the legend, Lycaon, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right, the son of Pelescus, angered the god Zeus when he served Zeus a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. As punishment, the enraged Zeus turned Lycaon and his sons into wolves. Uh, Then, uh, werewolves also emerged in early Nordic folklore. The saga of Volsungs tells the story of a father and son who discovered wolf pelts that had the power to turn people into wolves for 10 days. So the father-son duo put on these pelts, transformed into wolves, and then went on a killing rampage in the forest. Their rampage ended when the father attacked his son, causing a lethal wound. Uh, Then, if you go back to our previous podcast, I talked a little bit about uh, screenwriter Kurt Siodmak, who wrote the original film, The Wolfman, from 1941, and their sequels. And there's a lot of cool stuff in there uh, about how he came up with, like, the full moon, for example, and things like that. So definitely, again, check out that that episode uh, where we talk more about that. Uh, but that's what I have for history and origins uh, of uh, the werewolf. What about you, Tom? What do you have for powers and all that other good stuff? So we're, we're going to link uh, some of these these sites uh, in the show notes, but one that I wanted to, to bring in particular is from a place called monstersontheweb.com. Uh, what I think this article does best is it talks about its core uh, powers. So obviously the strength levels... Um, of a werewolf are going to be drastically different. But what's neat about this article is that it goes into both being the in wolf mode and in regular human mode because what it what it does is it talks about how once you are a werewolf, you're still really strong in human mode. Um, basically, in, in the strength level section here, it says, in human mode, the creature will be stronger than the average Joe. He wouldn't be able to lift a car, but don't be surprised if he could bench press 20% more than the strongest guy you know. But in wolf mode, a werewolf can toss around a Volkswagen bug or knock over a passenger van for sure. But it's not strong enough to lift or push a tank. Uh, Some werewolves can knock over a police armored van or bus. Lifting those is out of the question though. Its super strength allows it to leap well over 20 feet. So obviously his ability to be extremely strong is is huge. Uh, his resilience, he's got insane resilience. Uh, stamina, of course he's going to need you know that, that huge stamina for running after his prey. Uh, plus the speed, they're saying that... that They've capped out at about 35 to 40 miles an hour. Um, in human mode, wow. they're saying that that they can run a mile in less than five minutes. 
uh, which is still insane. And that, like I said, that's one of the things that I like about this article is that they, they talk werewolf mode and then human mode. Obviously, their dexterity is, is amazing. Uh, night vision, they can they could see at night. And then they have this, this ability for tracking um, where they, they can, it, almost like a, any other type of animal that's out there, they have the ability to, to sniff and smell, you know, where their, their prey is going and then, you know, sneak up on them. And then, of course, their healing ability. You know, you take a non-silver bullet and you you shoot the werewolf with, with a regular gun and nothing happens. I mean, he can't die. Um, so he has this ability to, to heal himself. And it goes into a little bit of, of detail about that. And then obviously his claws and his bite. Um, you know, he has the ability to just crush things and, and claw things and gnaw into things. And whatnot. The article is really good. I definitely uh, recommend people going through that and and checking it out. Um, obviously, you could go back to um, you know there's there's something called hollowverse.fandom.com. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well. They go into some werewolf powers and abilities, the super strength, the healing factor, immunity to silver. I wasn't really sure what the heck they were talking about because it's not an immunity. Werewolves are immune to magic bonded to to magic bonded to silver. Like I'm not really sure what that's supposed to mean, because I yeah, always remember any yeah anything silver related that they're they're dead. I mean the yeah cane, what the, they're not immune to silver. I don't know what so the heck they're talking about. I don't know there. what the heck that that's supposed to mean. Obviously the full moon, uh, the werewolf bite. They're claiming that weaknesses on this site uh, is blood loss. It says if a werewolf is severely severely wounded and bleeds out before they can heal, they can die. Uh, it says this was demonstrated when Carson threw a stake into a Dominic's neck, hitting his carotid or car car ugh, the the main artery. I can't even say it, and causing him to bleed out and die before he could fully heal. Um, Which site are you on right now? I'm is on the, uh, the hollowverse.fandom.com, and I think this is in relation to something. That uh, that property, yeah, whatever yeah, this, that thing is. Whatever this is. What, what the heck is hollowverse? I don't know. I just, I was looking at it, and I was like, what the heck this is different stuff that I have seen that somebody either either made up. Um, well, obviously, it's all made up. But, I mean, like, I, I just some of the stuff I've never actually seen. Plus, it says, broken neck. Breaking a werewolf's neck will result in instant death. Uh, I'm going to have to check on that. But I, So, I'm not really 100% sure on these powers and abilities on this website. I just, it was interesting to see a different side that I have never seen anything um, talk about before. Uh, so, in another one, uh, this one's supernaturalwiki.com. This one goes into enhanced senses, obviously, infectious bite, regeneration, superhuman strength. But once again, even on this one, it talks about a weakness being decapitation. 
uh, or dismemberment, it, it does bring up regular stuff talking about silver, but I have never heard of the decapitation de, uh, uh, where he chop his head off and he's he's done. Yeah, I mean, maybe it makes him weaker, but, uh, you know, they don't die. You know, blood loss, I could see, okay, maybe it makes him weaker, and then he, he heals himself. Same thing with his head. You chop his head off, I think another one grows back. Well, yeah, but, and maybe under, you slow under it down. Powers and abilities, but that's it. it says regeneration. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, know what it was this hollow verse is. I'm trying to look it up. Well, it even even on even on the supernatural wiki though, like some of the same references are are on there, and I'm wondering if this is from the the TV series Supernatural. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. I, I don't. I haven't watched it. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a TV series uh, that's been out for a little while, and and I guess you know some of them turn into werewolves. Uh, it's it's kind of actually a, a good show. Uh, I haven't watched a ton of it, but there are a lot of people. It's, it's really popular. But this this one's coming from from Supernatural's uh, stuff. So like I said, that's two sites that has something about decapitation that I thought was interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different rules, you know, when you look at uh, even the Underworld movies, they have different werewolf, every werewolf property, you know, they they come up with different rules and things, but uh, I don't know. I I don't think you can kill a werewolf by by beheading it or or losing blood. Come on, he's just going to fix himself and that's that or herself. And that's that. Right. It comes back. You got to have silver. That's it. Well, that that's just it. And then even then, does he? I'm sure in other movies he's probably come back, even from that. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. So uh, there's the other couple of things um, that I wanted to to run through, uh, and then I have a question for you, Mike, at the end of the other couple things I have here. One one thing I wanted to bring up. We'll put this in the show notes as well. Is uh, there's a YouTube video called the Top Top 10 Best Werewolf uh, Action Figures. And this guy goes through 10 really neat uh, action figures that you could buy. And I'm assuming that some of these get really expensive. Uh, but it was just neat to see what really, in, in this guy's case, it's it's by a YouTuber called Toy Galaxy. Um they, he puts out all kinds of other stuff, like he even did one of the top uh, 10 best uh, vampire action figures, and he does all kinds of other stuff, but he did a werewolf one, and uh, there is some really neat looking action figures, so definitely check that out. Uh, then I I uh, found a, uh, a Wolfman Werewolves collection of just monsters action figures, uh, every single thing that you could possibly think of on Pinterest and it was just neat to go through all of the different toys, the models, uh the costumes. It, it was it was impressive. Uh plus there's like all this other stuff linked into it that I was noticing that was just really neat. So Wow, um, yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff on there. From Mar the Marvel Werewolf to the Universal Werewolf. The yeah, some of the tons. old model kits. Jeez. And then uh, one more link that I wanted to uh, to put for people in case they want to be a werewolf uh, for like Halloween or just maybe run around their neighborhood. 
uh, with a werewolf mask on like we used to do when we were kids. Uh, there is a Werewolf Deluxe mask on Amazon for $40.99. Oh, and this that's looks a cool really mask. neat. Yeah, that uh, is a cool mask. I I think, uh, I, I don't know. I, it looks like it's good quality. It has almost four stars. I, I looked at some of the the uh, the reviews. People were happy with it. Um but this this is a really cool mask, and I'm actually considering getting this one because uh, it's it's really I think it's yeah really I just well put done. it on my wish list on Amazon. Yeah. That thing's pretty awesome. So and then so my question for you is that speaking of the underworld uh, movies, who would win, a werewolf or a vampire? I I always wanted the werewolves to win. Yeah, always. same here. Same through the here. whole through all those movies. And don't get me wrong. I like vampires. I think they're neat. I like uh, you know, like Count Dracula, stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously he's a vampire and even in those movies vampires are really are really strong. And when they're pure uh, purebreds or pure bloods, as they as they put it, you know they're able to vampires are able to go out in the sun, and uh, then they they can't, you know they can't die either. But when you put a pure blood werewolf out there against a vampire, I I honestly I mean how can the vampire possibly win? The werewolf will just shred that thing to pieces. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they how is that going to come back to life? In the movie, it was like the werewolves were more like working class monsters, whereas the vampires were, you know, they were like the the Wall Street <laughs> monsters. Yeah. So I kind of, I definitely, I think they did that intentionally. But, you know, then you have the hybrid who's the wolf man or who's a werewolf and a vampire, and he's pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, I always liked the the werewolves. You know, I I was always pushing for them in all the scenes. Like, well, I want them to win in the battles and and all that. Yeah, but, that, yeah that those was are the really same cool thing movies. I was. I I just yeah. figured that that in those movies because there's they go into such detail about you know werewolves and whatnot uh, and the vampires. I I just was curious of what you thought about it. So it, and you were right on the same page as I was basically. Yeah. Well, but that's all of... I have, um, uh, as far as, uh, content for this week's, uh, monster. Uh, it was kind of fun going through some of the stuff and even trying not to repeat, you know, the things that we've done on the last episodes, but it was interesting. Like I said, I didn't want to tell you about the whole decapitation or some of the other stuff that I had found, uh, but it was interesting to see a different side that I had not seen before. I mean, most of the time I stick to the classic movies, you know, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman and, and the actual Wolfman uh, from the from the classic movies. And they just they just can't die or or it's the cane uh, that, um, yeah, the you know, silver was used. Head, yeah, yeah, the silver head or the silver bullet. I mean, those are the, the classic things that I like to reference the most just because I still think you know if anything's accurate that's accurate because that was the original thing and obviously it's it's got in you know more people are getting involved with it more things were made and so therefore people you know started adapting and making new things 
you know, for, for werewolves. But one thing that I did want to ask you, Mike, is don't you think it would be sweet if Universal came out with a werewolf right now with the effects that they had and actually did it right? You know, trying not to make it look like a superhero movie, like a Marvel movie or a DC movie, but to actually make it almost like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman right now today. If they made a, a werewolf movie, I think it would be sweet. Um, I, I I just think I, I just think it'd be it'd be something that a lot of people would like if they stuck to a decent plot and didn't go crazy with it. What do you think about that? Well, I will say that on IMDb there is a Wolfman that's in development um, for it's starring Ryan Gosling. It says, plot unknown, a reimagining of the classic Universal monster movie. Not sure what that's going to do. It does, under the writing credits, it does credit Kurt Siodmak as the original screenwriter. So I don't know how close they're going to his original screenplay. Um, The guy who's working on the script, uh, he wrote uh, the movie Prisoners from 2013. Uh, so I don't know. It could be could be interesting. Uh, I will say that the Wolfman that came out a few years back. Uh, dang, when did that come out? Uh, let me hang on. Let me see here. The Wolfman. I didn't even yeah. know there was one that was recent. Oh yeah, I mean, I, 2010 of- with Benicio del Toro. It came out, uh, and it, it the makeup look like they were trying to go back to the original but I saw the movie and it was just very underwhelming you know it just wasn't that great at all That's I mean there were some cool things it. about <laughs> it but Anthony Hopkins was in it like it oh, really? it had a lot of promise but uh, it just didn't deliver to me I probably would never watch I don't know I may watch it again just like out of curiosity like well let me just see it again but for the most part I have no interest in watching it again you know, you know what's crazy though. So most of the time, and I'm sure you you know this, Mike, but most of the time I'm always into like the newer uh, movies. I always think that the newer movies are always better because I like a, I like the special effects. And you know, you go back to the old movies and you're like, oh man, this is so cheese. You know, like I watched a movie with Dad, you know, the other day, and and he he went back to this old just classic it was or not old classic classic but it was like from the 90s and I was just like man this stuff is so cheese like I, it's hard to watch but for whatever reason monster movies I have no problem with going all the way back to when those movies were made and those things I love I love yeah looking, I there's I, something to do with atmosphere and mood and suggest the power of suggestion because every you know you couldn't show bloody attacks in film that those in those days so everything was suggested with a silhouette or sounds or you know the the lights would go out um i think it was in cat people a val luton film that jacques tenour directed uh where they could they couldn't show the the cat the the cat person because the the suits that they were they were using looked so bad so they're like we're just gonna it'll just be dark and you know we're just gonna suggest it and that made it all the more terrifying I think that made it better plus i think the black and white 
you know, you know, and and then the you know kind of the old way of, of how stylistic. the film looked. Yeah, yeah like a it, film it noir kind of German expressionist yeah. uh, kind of uh, high contrast uh, uh, black and white always looks cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, uh, if, again in our previous podcast, which we're gonna link in the show, so if you haven't heard it, you could just go to the show notes and click on that link, but. We did mention a bunch of of our favorite movies, but I have a list here, which I'll also link from Collider. It's their 13 best werewolf movies. I'm going to list them off quick here, starting from 13th, moving our way up to number one. So number 13 is Brotherhood of the Wolf from 2001. Number 12, Silver Bullet, 1985. Then you have Wolf from 1994 late phases from 2014 and that is streaming on prime right now you have wolfen from 1981 teen wolf made the list from 1985 the howling from 1981 the company of wolves from 1984 curse of the werewolf from 1961 that's a hammer horror film and i i really enjoy that movie there's not a ton of werewolf scenes but it's one of those movies that's just like a slow burn uh and i like it I like, it's a cool origin story so it, it yeah i dig it definitely worth checking out um at number four we have ginger snaps from 2000 then you have the original wolfman uh 1941 that's in at number three Dog Soldiers, I was kind of surprised, came in at number two. That's Dog Soldiers from 2002. And number one werewolf movie of all time, according to Collider, from 1981, An American Werewolf in London, which is a good choice, I think. But I would like to add... It might be a good choice, but Frankenstein meets the wolf, man. Yeah, that really should... If you want to call that a a werewolf movie because there's two monsters, but yeah, I would... That would... Yeah, that's definitely my number one. But I would like to add 2005's Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Even though it's not a werewolf, oh, yeah. it's kind of a werewolf story. <laughs> it was neat. That is neat. Yep. Well, and if you're in Transylvania and you're looking for werewolves, well, it's pretty simple. They're in Werewolf Town. Home of the wariest wolves you'll ever meet with meat so raw there that it'll cure the meatiest of meat tooths. So <laughs> you can also yeah, def- find them uh, in the Carpathian Mountains. They're all through That's true. all those mountains uh, that you hear when you're when you're visiting uh, uh, Dracula's castle. Yeah, so definitely check out our book because that's going to be the only way you're going to be able to navigate through Transylvania to get to Werewolf Town or the Carpathian Mountains. And you can get our book by going to jackolanternpress.com or if you're like Jackie, you just call in, you know, leave us a message, a suggestion, or, uh, you know, you can rate and review our podcast and who knows, maybe we'll send you uh, a copy for yourself. Uh, but let us know. Uh, all right. Anything else, Tom, before we call it a night? Nope. I, I think that's it. All right. Sounds good. Well, that's going to do it for another Monster Monday. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. 
And again, like we were saying previously, you can call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. Again, that's 323-761-0276. We might even play your message on the show like we did with Jackie, so uh, give us a call. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and a review. It's a big help for the podcast, and we'd greatly appreciate it. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch. It's a full moon. Beware the moon and stick to the road. Oops. I vote we go back to the slaughtered land. Yeah.